Welcome to the Sedona Soul Sister Show, down-to-earth discussions on spiritual, metaphysical, paranormal, and healing topics. The Sedona Soul Sisters are the most trusted psychic mediums in Sedona. They have offices in Sedona, Arizona, where they see clients from all over the world. And now, today's show. Hi, I'm Ivory, and hopefully Raz will be joining us soon. Today's topic is Mew, the mythical lost civilization. Before we start, I want to say hello to our listeners in Delray Beach, Florida. Thanks for tuning in week after week and supporting the podcast, and that way it means a lot to us. So let's jump into this. Uh, This is another topic that's by listener request, and I found it very interesting. You know, I, I hadn't heard of it. Until this listener said, hey, would you do a show about Mew? I'm like, okay, well, I have to look up what is that. So it's spelled M-U and pronounced Mew like a kitten. Uh, We grow up in school learning there are seven continents in the world. But as you know, with tectonic plates through history, they've shifted. Have you heard of this lost continent of Mew? There's various authors who describe this mythical lost continent and civilization of Mu in their various writings. The alternative term used for this lost continent is sometimes called Lemuria, which we did talk about before, but some believe that they are separate lands, which is why we're doing a separate topic about this today. So various evidence was found that shows the presence of this mysterious and lost island in the Indian Ocean. And the civilization of Mew flourished about 50,000 years ago, and it was believed that they were more advanced than any other ancient civilization. According to the writer Augustus Leplongian, Mew is an ancient lost continent that existed 12,000 years ago. So, you know, there's differing ideas. That always happens in the scientific world. He believed that this was located in the Atlantic Ocean. James Churchward wrote the first book about Mew, and it was called The Lost Continent on Mew, Motherland of Men. He wrote that in 1926. He wrote a series of books on Mew, which I'll talk about later and tell you what each of those books is about. It's quite interesting. So James believed that this Mew was positioned in the Pacific Ocean. So you can see there's conflicting ideas about when it existed and where it existed. But when we're talking about tens of thousands of years ago, uh, there's bound to be issues with finding research for it. So during James Churchward's travels, he met an Indian priest. And Churchward's writings were based on this tablet that was given to him by the priest he met. The tablet is about the lost continent of Mew. He and the priest go through the tablet, and he described Mew as being in the Pacific Ocean and believed that Mew was a Garden of Eden. He linked all civilizations to Mew. In other words, Churchward Churchward believed that all civilizations originated from Mew. He said that this continent was destroyed or collapsed in a single night by a series of earthquakes and volcanic eruptions. All the people there were gone. The continent is now sunken below sea level. That would be quite a catastrophic event. Churchward wanted an ancient civilization of his own. He just wanted to discover one. He wanted to have his name on it. 
And using Laplangian's doubtful mythology, he set about discovering an ancient civilization. So his findings were set down in the five main volumes of the Muse series, which were published from 1926 to 1931. The basic premise was by studying various ancient texts that James Churchward had discovered the existence of a long-lost continent with an advanced civilization that approximately 60,000 years earlier had sunk below the Pacific Ocean after a cataclysmic earthquake. 64 million people allegedly died. That is a large civilization. The Hawaiian Islands and the Pacific Islands, he says, are the remaining mountain peaks of this lost continent. In volume one, called The Lost Continent of Mew, he sets out his theory, utilizing this vast knowledge of science, ancient art and history, mythology and the occult. And that's in quotes. So that's what he says to recreate the splendor and doom of this hidden world. Mew was about 5,000 miles long and 3,000 miles wide. The Garden of Eden was not in Asia, but on a now sunken continent in the Pacific Ocean. The biblical story of creation came first, not from the peoples of the Nile or the Euphrates Valley, but from this now submerged continent, Mew, which he called the motherland of men. Then he wrote volume two, The Children of Mew. It's the story of the pioneers of Mew. 63 million people lived on this now lost continent over 200,000 years ago. The children of Mew became the most influential people on earth. Mew had an incredibly sophisticated government, flowering culture, and scientific technology. Much of the Lemurian civilization lived in homes with transparent roofs. They built shelters, made clothing, food, and their own tools. They were free from stress and disease, living in peace for hundreds of years. Their psychic abilities were highly developed telepathy, astral travel, and teleportation, making traditional communication devices unnecessary. So they never had phones, cell phones, computers. They were primarily a vegetarian, agricultural, outdoor, organic culture, and they worked in harmony with nature and the land. Sounds pretty idyllic. Volume three. I, I'm telling you all about these volumes because each one really unfolds the mythology of Mew in a deeper fashion so you get a better idea of how he saw this. Volume three, The Sacred Symbols of Mew. This volume talks about the occult origins of ancient and modern religions. All religions have a common origin in the sacred inspired writings of Mew. The Lord's Prayer is to be found in the sacred, inspired writings of Mew. Evidence of the Mew religion dates back 170,000 years. These teachings were taught by Osiris, Moses, and Jesus. This is James Churchwood's beliefs. Moses condensed the 42 questions of the Syrian religion into the Ten Commandments. Jesus condensed the text to suit the language of his day. The last words of Jesus on the cross were in the language of Mew, which was unknown in Palestine. So again, this is what James Churchwood wrote in his book, not my personal beliefs. Volume four, The Cosmic Forces of Mew. He says, biological evolution is a myth. There is no such thing as atomic force. 
all disease can be conquered by using approximately colored light rays. The Earth's temperatures and seasons have become inalterably fixed in their present state, and the Earth cannot be hurled off into space or drawn into the sun. Volume 5, Second Book of the Cosmic Forces of Mu. There must be a lot of cosmic forces, right? Churchward continues to draw conclusions from the ancient documents and lore of Mu to present some startling revisionist theories about the age of the Earth, the nature of mountains and volcanic processes, the Ice Age, and the Big Flood. The existence of Mu is completely discounted by modern science based on knowledge about geographical tectonic plates. Scientists have not found major events on the oceanic floors which show the existence of the continent of Mu, and they have looked. Despite the lack of concrete evidence to support the existence of this lost civilization, many people still believe in its existence. I find that very interesting, but I don't think it's much different than science has long ago proven the earth is round and there's plenty of people who believe the earth is flat. If you want to believe something, you're going to believe it. And in in our country, it's a free country. You can believe what you choose. So I see nothing wrong with believing in an ancient civilization. Let's talk about this legend of Mew, because I want to go a little deeper into this. Um, I find it interesting. I, I, I'm such a um, mythology and earth like tectonic plate buff. I'm surprised I hadn't heard of this. According to legend, the Society of Mew existed in the Pacific Ocean, which is the most widely believed location, and it encompassed an area stretching from Hawaii to Easter Island. That is a very long territory. It is believed to have been a highly advanced society with a rich culture and civilization. So the people of Mew were said to be highly intelligent and possess knowledge and technology far beyond any other civilization of their time. What I couldn't find was did they say did they think that it was more advanced than the Mayan culture, which was extremely advanced for their time? That would be interesting to find out. However, the Society of Mew met a tragic end with that massive cataclysmic event that caused their entire civilization to sink beneath the ocean waves, and apparently really quickly. Um, The people of Mew, there were 64 million inhabitants, and it's said they had seven major cities and colonies on the other continents. The 64 million inhabitants of Mew were separated into 10 tribes that followed one government and one religion, which is pretty amazing. We're having trouble doing that in our own world right now. Let's talk about some of the theories on the existence of Mew, because it's a long time for this to be, I mean, it started in 1920s, and still there's people purporting it exists and trying to prove it exists and just insisting Mew was a thing. Despite the lack of concrete evidence, there have been many theories put forward over the years to support the existence of this ancient society of Mew. Otherwise, there wouldn't be so many people interested in it still. The idea of Mew, I told you, first appeared in the works of Augustus Laplangian, and that was 1825 to 1908. After his investigations of the Maya ruins in Yucatan, and we were just talking about Mayan culture, He claimed that he had translated the ancient Mayan writings, which supposedly showed that the Maya of Yucatan were older 
than the later civilizations of Greece and Egypt. And he additionally told the story from these books of an even older continent. Laplangian got the name Mew from Charles Etienne Brasseur de Bourbon, who in 1864 mistranslated a codex using the Lalanda alphabet. Brasseur believed that a word that he read as Mew referred to a land submerged by a catastrophe. Laplangian then identified this lost land with Atlantis and turned it into a continent which had supposedly sunk into the Atlantic Ocean. And here's what he said. In our journey westward across the Atlantic, we shall pass in sight of that spot where once existed the pride and life of the ocean, the land of Mew, which at the epoch that we have been considering had not yet been visited by the wrath of Homan, that lord of volcanic fires to whom fury yet afterward fell a victim. The description of that land given to Solon by Sanchi's priest at Says, its destruction by earthquake and submergence, recorded by Plato, have been told and retold so many times that it is useless to encumber these pages with a repetition of it. Laplangian claimed that the civilization of ancient Egypt was founded by Queen Mu, spelled M-O-O, a refugee from the land of Mu's demise. Other refugees supposedly fled to Central America and became the Mayans. So that would explain why the Mayans were so advanced as a civilization, if they indeed were related to this civilization of Mu, which if it did exist. One of the most popular theories is that Mu was part of a larger landmass that existed in the Pacific Ocean, and that landmass was known as Lemuria. According to this theory, Lemuria was a continent that existed millions of years ago and was home to a highly advanced civilization. We actually did a podcast episode on this. You can look back and find that one. And the reason is, is because I have had a lot of waking visions and about this pyramid in Lemuria. So um, I thought it would be good to do a show about it. However, a series of cataclysmic events caused the continent to sink beneath the ocean waves, resulting in the loss of the entire civilization, as I said earlier. Another theory put forward to support the existence of Mew is the discovery of underwater ruins off the coast of Yanaguni Island in Japan. The underwater ruins, which were discovered in 1986, consist of what appears to be a massive stone structure that is believed to be over 10,000 years old. Many people believe that this structure is evidence of an ancient civilization that existed in the Pacific Ocean and may be connected to the Society of Mew. The evidence for the existence of Mew is not limited to underwater ruins. There have been many other discoveries made over the years that suggest the existence of an advanced civilization in the Pacific. For example, the discovery of the Giza pyramids in Egypt has been linked to the civilization of Mu. As some experts believe that the pyramid builders may have been influenced by Mu's advanced knowledge of engineering and architecture. There's always been this questions. How did they manage to build those structures with such perfect cuts of stone? How did they transport stones of that size? 
Additionally, the discovery of giant stone heads on Easter Island have also been linked to Mew, as the advanced stone carving techniques used to create the heads are believed to be like those used by the people of Mew. Let's talk about some of the modern criticism of the theory of Mew. Despite many theories put forward to support the existence of Mew, there are many critics who argue that the evidence for this society's existence is lacking. One of the main criticisms of Mew theory is that there is no concrete evidence to support the idea that the society existed. And that's a big one. I mean, without concrete evidence, you can't have scientific evidence. Many of the supposed pieces of evidence are open to interpretation, another problem, and there's no way to definitively prove that they are connected to the society of Mu, so they are just theories. Another criticism of Mu theory is that the idea of an advanced civilization existing in the Pacific Ocean that predates even the ancient civilizations of Egypt and Sumeria is highly unlikely. Most historians and archaeologists believe that civilization first emerged in the Fertile Crescent, which is modern-day Iraq, and then spread to other parts of the world. The idea that an advanced civilization could exist in the Pacific Ocean before the emergence of these other civilizations is seen as highly improbable. I do want to say, though, look how many times science says this is the fact and it's things like this. I mean, yes, they can go out in space and see Earth is round. They can take pictures. That's one thing. But they don't know for sure. I mean, so I like to keep an open mind about things. Science changes its mind about the reality of our world all the time based on new evidence. So the existence of Mu was actually even disputed already in Laplangian's time when he was writing his books. Today, scientists dismiss the concept of Mu and of other lost continents like Lemuria as physically impossible. They figure that's because a continent cannot sink or be destroyed by any conceivable catastrophe, especially not in the short period of time required by this premise of earthquakes sinking it in a day. At present, the majority of scientific pieces of evidence suggest that human life began in Africa. Moreover, the weight of all archaeological, linguistic, and genetic evidence is contrary to the claim that the ancient civilizations of the new and old worlds have a common origin. So the very facts, so-called facts that this theory was conceived to explain, are now seen to be false. Mew is today considered to be a fictional place, a mythical idea, and books on the subject are generally found in the New Age or spirituality sections of bookstores. Again, it doesn't hurt anybody for people to want this to be true, to believe it is true. Uh, they may be something in the future that comes out that proves it. And sometimes I think science just doesn't want to believe. They have a theory. They don't want something that's going to upend their existing theory. And we've seen that over and over. So I'm not saying I believe in Mew. I'm saying I think it's important to keep an open mind and be aware that science is based on facts as we know today, and that can change in 10, 50, 100 years dramatically. So let's talk about kind of concluding this topic today. 
the legend of Mew has really captivated people's imaginations for centuries. That's that's a lot of captivation. And many people still believe in its existence. I see that as being a lot like Atlantis. There's no definitive proof Atlantis existed, and people are very kept. People build their careers around the existence of Atlantis. People believe they had a past life in Atlantis and they're channeling Atlanteans. So, you know, there's still a lot of connection to that lost civilization that's mythical as well. There are many pieces of evidence that suggest the possibility of an advanced civilization existing in the Pacific Ocean. We'll see what happens as time unfolds. The theories put forward by experts and scholars cannot be dismissed entirely, and further research and investigation may be needed to determine whether or not the Society of Mew was real or simply a legend. Until then, the mysteries surrounding this lost civilization will continue to inspire further exploration and discovery. They never said it. But I just want to put my two cents in on the subject of Mew. One thing science has a really hard time with is the existence of aliens, beings from other planets. They do not want to treat that as being a factual thing. I know that it is. And so we have to think about, well, there could have been a society that had alien influence and gave them technology, um, that's happening in our world right now, alien technology being used by people now in our society. So um, I think we need to keep an open mind that things can exist beyond what scientists can prove now one way or the other. But I, for one, think it would be fascinating if they found something that did prove that this ancient civilization of Mew actually existed. Tune in next Friday. Our topic is Kundalini energy. I'm sure Roz will be back with us and I'll be happy to have her here. And in the meantime, I hope you have an enlightening week. Thank you for listening to the Sedona Soul Sisters show. If you'd like more information about the Sedona Soul Sisters and their services, visit their website at SedonaSoulSisters.com. Subscribe to our show here so you don't miss a thing. All of us at Sedona Soul Sisters hope you have an enlightening week.